our daily AFCON show. It's also live on the Joy News channel as well as on the Joy Prime TV channel. Both channels on DSTV, of course. Now, it's time to talk AFCON knockout rounds. And, of course, I've got my man here, Victor Achutamaklu, joining us this afternoon. How are you? I'm great, my brother. How are yeah. you? You all right, huh? Yeah. Fantastic football over the weekend. Uh, perfect for anybody who doesn't like going out. Um, it was, it, it's, it had everything. It had everything. Um, often we talk about how when it comes to tournaments like this, you essentially have a mini tournaments within it. So you have the group right. stage and then the knockout stage. The group stage played, showed us some of the best football we've seen in the history of the AFCON. And just when we thought in the knockout stage, because the stakes are higher, teams are going to be a bit more technical, a bit more tactical and pragmatic. While doing that, still, teams still managed to offer us some brilliant ent entertainment. And the Angola game especially gave us everything we wanted to see. And then there was the Equatorial Guinea and the dramatic finish that that match also had. So, yeah, so far it's been full of entertainment. Let's just remind you of the results from the weekend in case you missed any game in particular from the run of 16 matches from the Africa Cup of Nations. Four games have been played already, uh, two on Saturday. The first game on Saturday saw Angola beat Namibia by three goals to nil. And it was a game in which, of course, Gelsin Dalla scored yeah. a brace and he became the first Angolan player to score uh, four goals in an AFCON tournament since Manucho did it yeah. back in 2008. In which country? Ghana. Right here in Ghana. So Gel Sindala is having a tournament to remember. That's now two braces he scored. Yeah. Also scored a brace against Mauritania. And now he scored a brace in knockout football against Namibia. They won that comfortably by three goals. No, Namibia's fairy tale run uh, has come to an end. And all that noise about campaign in Ghana doing teams good. Uh, it's also now being quashed. It, it did uh, them good because in the history of Namibia, they have never made it to the knockout stage of the Afghan. So it was beneficial in the It end. was beneficial. We'll talk about that game uh, shortly. But the other game on Saturday saw Nigeria beat Cameroon by two goals to nil. And this was a very surprising result, mostly because of the way the game was. Nigeria absolutely deserved to win this game. Cameroon were all over the place, didn't show up. Vincent Abubakar came in late, no impact at all. And Victor Osime reminded all of us that you don't always have to score to be contributing or to be seen to be, to be contributing to your team. And yet again, he's still looking for his first goal of this tournament. But Nigerians... Second goal, here's one. His second goal, sorry, he scored one. His second goal of the tournament, but Nigerians would be thankful yeah. that he's in this team. So they won that comfortably. And the scenes after the match, look, you, we have great players. And we have players who are born with that natural ability to connect with fans. Ghana has it with Mohamed Kudus. Osimen, the adulation that the fans give him is... Is, is through the roof. And I was, I was watching the videos after the game and he was taking the lap of Anna and while the fans were applauding the team, it was only Osimen. He's the, a true star. He's a true star. You know, and to be fair, when it comes to Ghana, I think like there are some players that are just born natural superstars and you can't take it from them. Yeah. Abedi is one. Yeah. Jan is one. Jan is one. Steven Andre Ayu Andre is, is probably one. the biggest one. Apia is one. Uh, Kudus, like you rightly said, is another. They're just like star players. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's just, 
it's just an aura that you it, can't it's, buy. It's the aura. Look, I was watching the video of Andre at the Felix Ofebuani airport when the team touched down a few weeks ago. And then when the maestro went... Even to, when they got kicked out. Yes, and the maestro went to back. pick them at the Kotoka International Airport. You could tell for a lot of, <laughs> for a lot of those women there, they don't like football. No. But it's just the personality of Andre Ayu yeah. and the fact that they feel comfortable around him. And when they see him, they lose their mind. It's just, it's just natural. And I think the latest crop is Kudus that has it. Yeah. And uh, he's a big star as well. Um, on Sunday as well, so that's that. We'll get back to these games yeah. shortly. Uh, let me take you through the full results. Uh, on Sunday, there were two games as well. Uh, the first match was at 5 p.m. It was a battle of the Guineas, Equatorial Guinea, who had been the tournament's top scorers so far in this competition and surprised everybody, actually topped a group that had both Nigeria and Cote d'Ivoire uh, up against Guinea, who somehow, if you like, maybe scraped through to the run of 16. Um, and this was a very interesting match because it appeared to be going the way of Equatorial Guinea when they got awarded a penalty. Who else should take? Emilio Insue, top scorer. He couldn't miss that, obviously. He's confident in sky high. Well, he missed it. He did. Didn't he? He did. And then, just when it appeared, then they had a man sent off for a very silly foul. Then when it appeared like the game was going into extra time, Guinea popped up with the win in the 98 minute. That was heartbreaking. Mohamed Dyer's goal. And, and for me, it is one of those things that show you that you stick to the plan no matter what, no matter when. Because seconds before the match ends, players can switch off. Because in their minds, we are preparing for extra time, yeah. right? So they can switch off. They can stop being adventurous. But he stayed in that zone. He stayed between the space between the two center backs. The player out wide did not delay, did not try to while away time and then wait for the extra time whistle. They stuck to the blueprint, and then it paid off. Literally stolen from, him, from, from in behind. Uh, and then the day's late game, the one that kept us all up <laughs> till midnight. Two teams that have not won a game in this tournament. tournament. I have still not won a game in regulation <laughs> time. Egypt drew all three matches in the group stages. So did DR Congo. They also drew all three matches in the group stages. Both qualified to the knockout round and then played out a draw. Uh, a one-all draw before eventually DR Congo won it by eight serving in the shootout. It's quite dramatic because Egypt had uh, Abu Gabal in goal. Most people know him as Gabaski. He was the hero when Egypt made it all the way to the final yeah. in 2022, uh, the AFCON 2021, which was played in 2022. Uh, and, and so for the majority of the extra time, Egypt appeared to have been playing for the shootout. Yeah. They were wasting a lot of the chances. Uh, they were wasting a lot of time. And then it looked like once he got to the penalty shootout, it was Diaz. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was the DR Congo goalkeeper who plays in League Two yeah. who stole the headlines. It, it, and when we get into the discussion properly, I would explain why it is not the smartest idea to bank your hopes on a penalty shootout. Because the penalty shootout by design favors the players who take it. So yes, you can be confident in the abilities of your own players. But the idea that a goalkeeper has made a name or made a career out of saving penalty shooters, you can't always rely on that because you are essentially banking on hope and, and luck. And that is what it is. The goalkeepers cannot tell with certainty where or which direction the ball will move in. 
for them to yeah, then see. He literally dove in the same direction. We'll All the show, time. And those of you watching on TV, <laughs> we'll show you a little later. But let's begin uh, by showing you highlights of this game between Angola and Namibia. I think when you look at all the knockout matches yeah. uh, and all the, 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 the fixtures of the round of 60, this probably, uh, and you can disagree if you want, but this looks like the more straightforward affair, in my opinion, mostly because of Namibia's inability to contest, really, exactly. uh, when it comes to teams in their region. Because yeah. we saw them do well against Tunisia, and then, then they lose so South horribly Africa. South Africa. And once we discussed them, we said, these guys don't do well when they come up against teams in their region. And we were dead spot on. I think one of the things that have failed Namibia is the inexperience. And also, I think Shalulili let them down. This is the first time in the history of Namibia that they've made it to the knockout stage of the competition. Yeah. So obviously, the nerves are going to affect the team. The weight of expectations may be too much for them to carry because